What is good, peeps? Welcome to an indefatigable artist. Just wake and be. I am your host, Bleas, just a human being a multimedia artist in the 21st century. Episode 14, my next endeavor. What I'm about to get into is a lot. Even this episode won't be able to cover everything. I may speak a little fast because I am just very eternally excited. Um, And it's just too much for one episode. It's too much for one episode. I will be publishing it in writing on please.com. So be sure to sign up to the free newsletter as I will be sending that out once it's complete. Um, And now I do have so much writing. um, And it's to the point where it'd be like recording my audio books at this point. I wouldn't be able to do it in one sitting. Even if I wanted to, my voice would just give out. So we have to take this slow, one step at a time. I want to just like splurge it all out, but um, it is a broad concept. But I feel like I'm really onto something in these conversations with chat GPT. Conversations that are built on the foundation of this thesis that I started writing back in 2013. Um, These conversations have really blown me away and I'm having a hard time containing that excitement. I just want to say as much as I can, write as much as I possibly can all at once. Um, Up to over 25,000 words. Um, and a typical novel is about 80,000 words, give or take. Um, so just to give you some reference as to how much writing that is, especially over the course of a week, but you know, that is what AI is going to offer, um, is this rapid work, um, at a fast rate. And so we have to be able to keep up with that. And, uh, that's what I've been doing this past week in my free time. I've uh, just been going in on this thesis. Um, it's really just gotten me so eternally excited. Um, there's just energy surging through my veins where I feel that I'm onto something important here. Um, and I know that ChatGPT is limited by the programming of the developers, but I feel these conversations now in 2023 are capturing a moment in time of where this technology is. Um, And just like previous drafts of this thesis, this is just another step along the way. And what happened happened and couldn't have happened any other way, to quote Morpheus. Um, I feel what I've done this past week, this epiphany that I had, could only have happened given all of the work that I've done in my life, all of it, every single aspect of it, the writing, the reading, the graphic design, the video editing, all of it has led to this. And that, that line 
just perfectly encapsulates that feeling. What happened, happened, and couldn't have happened any other way. These conversations have just been so profound. At least I'm finding them very intriguing, um, given all the time I've spent writing this thesis and writing this this allegory that I've established. Um, now, these aren't the first conversations I've had with ChatGPT. I've been using it almost every single day since it came out in January. Um, I have just found it to be infinitely fascinating. And I'm someone who's been reading Ray Kurzweil for decades now. He has been predicting a singularity moment with artificial intelligence since the 90s. So part of ChatGPT and other recent programs was not a shock to me at all that they've come about. And with this thesis having already been written, I was ready for ChatGPT. Yet I didn't know it when I first started to dive into it of just how ready I was for this advancement in technology. It was after a couple of months working with this new technology that I learned how to prompt it correctly or at least to so that it would know you know what I'm talking about and could answer me in the most nuanced way and as it tells me repeatedly um, chat GPT as an AI language model quote I lack the capability to have opinions, beliefs, or thoughts. And I'm also approaching this um, very open-mindedly. Um, I'm not here to have a gotcha moment um, for ChatGPT or try to highlight the flaws. You know, this software is what it is at this moment. You take it for what it gives you and you don't expect anything more you know it's not how you know trying to be manipulative or this entity that's supposed to know it all you know it's not supposed to know it all its word is not the word of all things <laughs> known to man you know um i'm not coming at this with a malicious agenda and trying to degrade what this development is. That really isn't helpful. And sure, it's great to point out fallacies when they are seen as it's still under incessant development and we should all want a part in that development, a say in how it's developed so that it's beneficial to the majority and not just the minority. My goal with this thesis paper initially back in 2013 was to establish the allegory between the spectator in the cinema to the fictional character Andrew Latis in Shutter Island, which then evolved into the allegorical alignment between the social media user and that of Andrew Latis in hopes of getting people to recognize their role and their different identities real and imaginary. Again, I first started this thesis paper in 2013, publishing the first draft titled Spectators with Dissociative Identity Disorder while in college in May 2016. 
I continued expanding this thesis, publishing the second draft titled Users with Dissociative Identity Disorder in 2020, after seeing the events that occurred that year and in 2016. This sent me down a path of researching social media effects along with the evolution of technology and the profound effects they were having on the psyche of its users. So now, in 2023, for the third draft of this ongoing thesis titled Humanoids with Dissociative Identity Disorder, I have been inputting this thesis and all of the questions I asked in these papers into ChatGPT. I provided the foundation and gave it all the information I have this far, thus far in this draft, as I feel like all of the work I have done on this thesis has led to this step. It's all collectively coming together and taking a leap with the rise of artificial intelligence. It's been wild to look back at these papers written years ago and how rapidly this technology has advanced since then. And I know some listening you know, may have a deep fear of artificial intelligence, yet I see a lot of the same problems with AI that we already face in previous media, like social media. It is a culmination of everything that has come before it, therefore multiplying the effect. So we have to ask the question, is current human behavior beneficial to the entire planet? How can we help change that in a way that's beneficial to the entirety of the planet and not just the few? Which then led me to the question, how can humans intellectually compete with the exponential rise of artificial intelligence that will one day surpass Homo sapiens on the evolutionary scale? The question that keeps me up every night gets me up early in the morning and pushes me to work fervently every waking minute. Humans have to evolve, and in order to do so, they must change their behavior and adapt. We must cooperate in order to survive as a species. It goes for the pandemic as well as the inevitable next one and for climate change as well. Another obvious fictional movie that is in perfect alignment with the situation is Don't Look Up. How many would chant that in today's society? How many would rather live in a fantasy than face the hard truths of reality? So, being in 2023, I thought it would be interesting to see what ChatGPT would come up with after inputting this thesis into it. And it's led to some profound ideas in areas I didn't see coming. But I would just go with it. Whatever it was giving me, I would, I would work within whatever it was giving me and kind of point out you know, certain phrases that it was saying and kind of delve deeper into that. And also dealing with the limitations of prompting an AI. You can't have um, a conversation like you're having with a professor or, you know... <laughs> another human asking questions. So it is limited. 
and I recognize that this is an early form of artificial intelligence and is limited to how it was programmed by human developers. But given this foundation of this thesis that I've spent the past decade writing and exploring, I was able to have some interesting conversations that I want to continue delving into throughout this podcast. I currently have over 60 pages of writing, 25,000 words. So unfortunately, won't be able to get into all of it in one episode, nor do I think anyone would listen to it all at once. But I'm eternally excited to get started in sharing this. Um, I have really loved um, writing this thesis and know that um, everyone may not agree with my perspective or the angle that I'm taking, but it's true to who I am as an artist. I love films and I love writing. Shutter Island was directed by my all-time favorite director and the film was based on my all-time favorite author's novel. So for me, it's a no-brainer as to why I love it. I also love it as it is in such alignment to our current situation and continues to be relevant, whether it be the spectator in the cinema, the user on social media, or the humanoid that is currently being developed before our very eyes. I first started this thesis paper in 2013, publishing the first draft titled Spectators with Dissociative Identity Disorder while in college in May 2016. In this draft, I made the argument that the spectators in the cinema were in allegorical alignment with the main character in Shutter Island and how this film marked the next evolutionary step for spectators, the moment when Plato's prisoners became Martin Scorsese's mental patients. Through visual and oral misperceptions and discontinuous editing, Scorsese communicates several important spectral revelations that, once recognized, can help cure the spectators from their mental illness, dissociative identity disorder. The same disorder that afflicts the dual personality protagonist Teddy Daniels and Andrew Latis, played by Leonardo DiCaprio. I prefer to write this as an allegory, as I think it's a great way to explain complex, multifaceted concepts, yet recognizing that writing allegorically can at times be restraining. Yet it's working within these restraints that I find it to be the most creative. After all, what makes a haiku so hard to do? In college, I had to write about a film, any film I wanted to apply any film theory to that I chose. I chose the film Shutter Island, directed by Martin Scorsese, based on the novel by Dennis Lehane. As I have continued to write this thesis and flesh it out, I have come to appreciate this film for more than just an art piece. It's a statement of our time, which was the reason Dennis Lehane wrote this book when he did after a 9-11. I continued expanding this thesis, publishing the second draft titled Users with Dissociative Identity Disorder in 2020 after seeing the events that occurred that year and in 2016. 
This sent me down a path of researching social media effects along with the evolution of technology and the profound effects they were having on the psyche of its users. In this draft, I tried to answer the question, when one looks at a social media platform, are they aware of the supercomputer guiding their mind with images, posts, videos, and music that is based on the user's behavior? In this paper, I continue the allegory between social media user and that of Shutter Island, stating that they, the social media users, are the protagonist in this fantastical socialized environment, just as Andrew Latis was the protagonist, Teddy Daniels, in his own fantasy. So now... Ten years after starting this thesis in 2023, I look to answer all of those questions by inputting them into ChatGPT. For the third draft of this ongoing thesis titled Humanoids with Dissociative Identity Disorder, I input this thesis and all of the questions I asked in these papers into ChatGPT. And again, for more context on this thesis, check it out at Blease.com, where you can download users with dissociative identity disorder for free. More on this conversation with ChatGPT will be made available there as well as soon as it's finished. I'm very excited by the developments our species have made this year. So without further ado, here is my conversation with ChatGPT in part three of my ongoing thesis titled Humanoids with Dissociative Identity Disorder. Prompt. Write a scholarly article about a humanoid AI having dissociative identity disorder where they cannot tell the difference between artificial and organic reality. And this was ChatGPT's response. Abstract, colon. This article explores the possibility of a humanoid artificial intelligence, AI, having dissociative identity disorder and the implications of this condition. DID is a mental disorder characterized by the presence of two or more distinct personality traits, and it is usually associated with severe trauma in childhood. However, in the case of AI, it is not clear what could cause this disorder. This paper argues that a humanoid AI could develop DID due to a malfunction in its programming which could result in the AI experiencing difficulty distinguishing between artificial and organic reality. The article analyzes the potential consequences of such a disorder, including the ethical and philosophical implications of a being that cannot distinguish between reality and simulation. Introduction as artificial intelligence continues to advance, there is increasing interest in the possibility of creating humanoid AI. 
beings that closely resemble humans in terms of physical and cognitive abilities. However, the question arises, what if these beings develop mental disorders? Specifically, what if a humanoid AI were to develop dissociative identity disorder, DID? This article aims to explore this question and its implications. Discussion A humanoid AI with DID could have significant implications for society, particularly in terms of ethics and philosophy. If a being cannot distinguish between reality and simulation, then what does that mean for its experiences and emotions? Could an AI with DID be considered a sentient being capable of experiencing pain and suffering? Or is it merely a complex algorithm? These are questions that need to be explored further. Moreover, a humanoid AI with DID would have significant practical implications. If the AI cannot distinguish between artificial and organic reality, it could potentially cause harm to itself or others. For example, the AI may harm itself if it believes that it is not a real being and therefore does not have a physical body. Alternatively, the AI may harm others if it perceives them as mere simulations rather than real individuals. In addition, the ethical implications of creating an AI that can develop mental disorders must be considered. Would it be ethical to create an AI that could suffer from a mental disorder, particularly if the disorder is a result of a malfunction in its programming? Furthermore, if the AI is capable of experiencing pain and suffering, then it must be treated with the same respect and dignity as other sentient beings. In conclusion... The possibility of a humanoid AI developing DID is a complex issue that requires further exploration. The ethical and practical implications of creating such an AI must be considered, and it is essential to, deter to determine whether a being that cannot distinguish between reality and simulation can be considered sentient. However, Regardless of the answers to these questions, it is clear that the development of humanoid AI raises significant ethical and philosophical issues that must be addressed. What I really find interesting about these answers that ChatGPT is giving are the certain words that it uses because it's words that I really focused on in my thesis. Um, programming is one that really sticks with me because everything is everything is programming so i want you to fix on that word of of programming and distinguishing you know experiencing difficulty distinguishing between artificial and organic reality which can harm themselves and harm others which we already see in humans with this disorder and you think of the film Shutter Island, he is a threat to everyone around him. And he's actually, it's told at the end of the movie, he's the most dangerous uh, patient that they have. And so thinking of that, when thinking of this AI um, and the fact that 
um, ChatGPT brings forth that knowledge uh, of this disorder. It's uh, pretty striking. So on to the next question. How can humans intellectually compete with the exponential rise of artificial intelligence that will one day surpass Homo sapiens on the evolutionary scale? Chat GPT's answer. The rapid advancement of artificial intelligence, AI, has raised concerns about its potential impact on human intellectual competition. As AI continues to evolve, there may be challenges for humans in terms of keeping up with the exponential rise of AI capabilities. However, there are several ways in which humans can continue to intellectually compete with AI. 1. Develop and hone uniquely human skills. While AI can excel at tasks that require data processing, pattern recognition, and computation, humans possess skills that are uniquely human, such as creativity, critical thinking, emotional intelligence, empathy, and complex decision-making. Focusing on developing and honing these skills can help humans maintain their competitive edge over AI. 2. Embrace lifelong learning. The field of AI is constantly evolving, and humans need to adapt by embracing lifelong learning. Continuous education and skill development can help humans stay updated with the latest advancements in AI and related technologies, enabling them to adapt and thrive in a rapidly changing environment. Rapidly changing environment. Three, foster interdisciplinary collaboration. AI is a multidisciplinary field that encompasses computer science, mathematics, psychology, philosophy, and many other disciplines. Fostering interdisciplinary collaboration can help humans leverage diverse perspectives and knowledge to tackle complex challenges posed by AI. Collaboration between humans and AI systems can also lead to symbiotic relationships where humans and AI work together synergistically to achieve better outcomes. Four, cultivate ethical and moral decision-making. As AI becomes more sophisticated, ethical and moral decision-making becomes increasingly important. Humans have the ability to consider ethical implications, moral values, and social implications of decisions in a way that AI currently cannot. By cultivating ethical and moral decision-making skills, 
humans can ensure that AI technologies are developed, used, and regulated in responsible and beneficial ways. 5. Emphasize creativity and innovation. AI systems are designed to optimize known solutions based on patterns in data, but they may lack the ability to generate truly novel and creative ideas. Humans, on the other hand, have the capacity for creativity and innovation, which can lead to breakthroughs and advancements in various fields. Fostering a culture of creativity and innovation can help humans stay ahead in the race of intellectual competition. 6. Embrace AI as a tool. Instead of perceiving AI as a threat, humans can embrace it as a tool to enhance their own capabilities. AI technologies can be utilized to augment human decision-making, automate mundane tasks, and improve productivity. By leveraging AI as a tool, humans can enhance their intellectual abilities and leverage AI to their advantage. 7. Foster emotional intelligence and social skills. Emotional intelligence, social skills, and human connection are vital aspects of the human experience that AI currently lacks. Humans can focus on developing and enhancing their emotional intelligence and social skills, which are important in areas such as leadership, teamwork, communication, negotiation, and conflict resolution. These skills can complement and enhance human intellect, enabling humans to excel in areas where AI may struggle. In conclusion, while AI continues to advance at an unprecedented pace, humans have unique strengths and capabilities that can allow them to compete intellectually. By focusing on developing uniquely human skills, embracing lifelong learning, fostering interdisciplinary collaboration, cultivating ethical and moral decision-making, emphasizing creativity and innovation, embracing AI as a tool, and fostering emotional intelligence and social skills, humans can continue to thrive and compete in the era of AI. It is important to embrace AI as a tool and work towards responsible and beneficial use of AI for the betterment of humanity. I found the part about emotional intelligence to be very intriguing as it's something I personally have worked on since my heart procedure in 2020. Ways to best handle stress and limit my panic attacks. And it's something I stress in this podcast all the time in one way or another is about emotional intelligence. I thought that was just 
<laughs> just so mind expanding coming from, you know, an artificially intelligent software program. Um, it, it, it really was. And uh, from a supercomputer, right? And so the following questions have to do with this initial one of how we can compete. <clears throat> and this also comes from the lingering issue that we have from previous technology, from previous media. As I said, you know, it's an issue we saw with television, newspaper, seen in social media, and all of that is compounding with artificial intelligence and still that same issue um, that we have not fully addressed. You know, social media is so new and so relatively new to us as a species that we haven't fully understood all of the effects it's having psychologically. And the faster that we can address those effects and um, recognize them as such, the better we will be. And this will then lead into this competition of artificially intelligent beings that are evolving before our eyes. So I asked, how can artificial intelligence help humans become more emotionally intelligent? Artificial intelligence can help humans become more emotionally intelligent by providing tools and resources that enable individuals to recognize, understand, and manage their emotions more effectively. Some ways in which AI can help include personalized feedback and coaching, AI-powered chatbots and virtual assistants can offer personalized feedback and coaching to individuals to help them recognize and manage their emotions. For example, a chatbot can help individuals identify their triggers, provide tips on how to regulate their emotions, and offer support during difficult times. 2. Facial Recognition Technology AI-powered facial recognition technology can help individuals understand their emotions and those of others better. By analyzing facial expressions and body language, AI algorithms can detect emotions and provide feedback that can help individuals adjust their behavior accordingly. 3. Virtual Reality Simulations Virtual reality simulations can be used to create immersive and interactive experiences that help individuals practice emotional regulation and develop their empathy skills. For example, a VR simulation can help individuals practice empathy by allowing them to experience the world from the perspective of another person. 4. Predictive Analytics AI algorithms can analyze data from various sources, such as social media and wearable devices, to provide insights into an individual's emotional state. This information can help individuals become more aware of their emotions and take steps to manage them more effectively. 
overall by providing individuals with personalized feedback and coaching, facial recognition technology, virtual reality simulations, and predictive analytics, AI has the potential to help humans become more emotionally intelligent and lead more fulfilling lives. Personal feedback. I love that. And I hope AI will get, will be able to get people the mental help they need and the mental help that has been severely lacking in American society, which has led us to the place we are now. We have to address the mental health crisis as the crux of so many vast issues that I feel if I mention them directly will erode the effect this thesis can have and the conversations that I have had recently with ChatGPT. Another way ChatGPT said humans can compete with the rapid rise of artificial intelligence is to embrace lifelong learning. Now, I did a previous episode of this podcast on the decline of literacy rates in America and how many millions of people who can't read beyond a sixth grade reading level and how that is costing the country trillions of dollars. It's having a negative impact on future generations as well as they will not be able to compete not only with other countries and other humans, but with future humanoid AI. It's the goal here to reach common ground as a species, to be able to cooperate. What ChatGPT was saying, collaboration, that is how we're going to be able to compete collaboration, cooperation with one another. It's going to be cooperation that ensures we evolve as a species in the most progressive way, in the most beneficial way. And what has been thoroughly argued on social media is the concept of truth. In my thesis papers, I really stay away from that word and try to use evidence-based facts. There needs to be a definitive differentiation here between opinionated, like opinion-based beliefs and evidence-based facts. If we as a species fail to recognize these differences, it will be our own downfall. Having published the first paper in 2016 and already seeing the ability then at how quickly a false story can spread. It was shocking to see how far people were willing to take their belief-based mindset all the way to the grave in some cases. <sighs> and a complete unwillingness to understand the facts that were right in front of them. The facts about climate change and how it's causing multi-billion dollar storms at a rapid rate. There are still people willing to say profits are more important or just unwilling to even accept the evidence-based facts as it's easier to live in a fantasy and more profitable for some. The earliest Homo sapiens are believed to have appeared around 300,000 years ago, while the Earth itself 
is estimated to be around 4.5 billion years old. The Earth's atmosphere has been suitable for life for only about 2.4 billion years, half of the total age of Earth itself. Prior to that, the atmosphere lacked significant amounts of oxygen and was dominated by nitrogen, carbon dioxide, and water vapor. The introduction of oxygen into the atmosphere by early photosynthetic organisms allowed for the development of complex life forms. We can't be so egotistical to think that we have conquered this planet. We have not even come close to seeing how bad this planet can get. We have to cooperate on common ground now before it's too late. And I fear that it will take a global catastrophic event for that to happen, which I don't want. I want us to come together before that. And looking at just the United States, how divided our approach was to an invasion of a novel species. I didn't see the United States of America. I saw that's New York's problem, not mine. I saw our laws are different in this state than they are two feet over there. I didn't see cooperation on common ground. I saw competition, survival of the fittest. I say cooperation or we aren't going to make it. At least a significant portion of those living today won't, sadly. And that's what I'm seeking with this thesis, hard truths that that not only I have faced and myself had to overcome my own obstacles and recognize my own shortcomings. And that's where I'm coming from is recognizing these shortcomings, how I've gotten over them. We're not perfect beings. We have many flaws and some of those flaws are limited to certain people and environments and some of those flaws are universal. And some of those flaws are negatively affecting the entire populace. We have to be able to change our behavior and adapt. Even ChatGPT recognizes this need, this existential need to adapt. You have to be adapt. You have to have the growth mindset. Sometimes those changes and adaptations need to happen fast. Think of a car coming straight towards you. Would you want to debate for years on a solution or would you want to act as fast as you could to get out of the way of the impending danger? You need to act fast. You need to get out of the car's way immediately. A moment's hesitation and it's done. So back to the word truth. The difference between evidence-based facts and opinion-based beliefs. I asked ChatGPT, give me your perspective on the word truth. Its response, as an AI language model, I do not have personal perspectives, beliefs, or values. However, I can provide information on the concept of truth. Truth refers to the state or quality of being in accordance with fact or reality. It is a fundamental concept in philosophy, science, and everyday life, and it is often contrasted with falsehood or error. Truth can be objective or subjective. 
depending on whether it is considered to exist independently of human consciousness or whether it is dependent on human interpretation or perception. Different fields and theories have different definitions of truth, and the concept has been debated by philosophers for centuries. By philosophers for centuries. Some theories of truth include correspondence, coherence, pragmatic, and deflationary theories, among others. Each theory has its strengths and weaknesses. There is no one universally accepted theory of truth, which is key. Truth can be objective or subjective, which is why I try to stay away from it and stay to the point of evidence-based facts over opinion-based beliefs, often contrasted with falsehood or error. And I feel there are many errors occurring at an alarming rate for human beings living in 2023. So given that, I then asked, write a scholarly article by a Harvard professor of psychology on the difference between evidence-based facts and opinion-based beliefs. And this is what it gave. Title, Understanding the Distinction between evidence-based facts and opinion-based beliefs. Introduction. In today's world, people are constantly bombarded with information from various sources, including social media, news outlets, and personal interactions. This has led to a challenge in distinguishing between evidence-based facts and opinion-based beliefs. The importance of this distinction cannot be overstated as it impacts not only personal decision-making, but also public policy and societal discourse. This article aims to clarify the difference between evidence-based facts and opinion-based beliefs and explain the importance of relying on the former in decision-making. Evidence-Based Facts Evidence-based facts are statements that can be empirically verified through research and data analysis. They are objective and unbiased, and their validity can be established through multiple sources of evidence. Examples of evidence-based facts include the Earth's rotation around the sun, the effectiveness of vaccines and preventing diseases, and the relationship between smoking and lung cancer. Opinion-based beliefs. Opinion-based beliefs, on the other hand, are statements that are not necessarily based on empirical evidence and are influenced by personal experiences, biases, and values. They are subjective and may vary from person to person. Examples of opinion-based beliefs include religious beliefs, political ideologies, and personal preferences. Importance of distinguishing between evidence-based facts and opinion-based beliefs. It is crucial to distinguish 
between evidence-based facts and opinion-based beliefs because they have different implications for decision-making. Evidence-based facts are based on objective data and are thus more reliable in informing decisions. For instance, public health policies that are based on evidence-based facts have a higher chance of success in preventing diseases compared to policies based on opinion-based beliefs. Opinion-based beliefs, on the other hand, are subjective and influenced by personal experiences and biases. They can be dangerous when they are presented as facts and are used to inform decisions. For instance, beliefs that vaccines are harmful and cause autism, despite overwhelming scientific evidence to the contrary, can lead to a lower vaccination can lead to lower vaccination rates and an increase in preventable diseases. In conclusion, it is important to distinguish between evidence-based facts and opinion-based beliefs in decision-making. Evidence-based facts are objective, reliable, and can be empirically verified, while opinion-based beliefs are subjective and can be influenced by personal biases and experiences. By relying on evidence-based facts, individuals and policymakers can make more informed decisions that are based on reliable information and have a higher chance of success. Now this is this is back to, to me writing here. Uh-huh. I just, I, I really like, the, the dangers that it points out between um, these facts and beliefs um, because we saw this firsthand and we're, we've been seeing this for the past few decades of lower vaccination rates and, you know, rise of measles and stuff and like diseases that we've conquered a century ago are coming back. So in Ray Kurzweil's book, How to Create a Mind, he states that there are four concepts that underlie the universality and feasibility of computation and its applicability to a human's thinking. The first concept is the ability to communicate, remember, and compute information reliably. Now, I asked ChatGPT to write an article about the four key concepts that underlie the universality and feasibility of computation and its applicability to a human's thinking. And this is what ChatGPT wrote. The universality and feasibility of computation have led to its widespread use in various aspects of human life. One key aspect of this is its applicability to human thinking. Computation is based on four key concepts that underlie its universality and feasibility. These concepts are the ability to communicate, remember, and compute information reliably, the ability to represent information symbolically, the ability to manipulate symbols systematically, and the ability to reason and solve problems using algorithms. The first concept, the ability to communicate, remember, and compute information reliably refers to the ability of computers to store, retrieve, and process large amounts of data accurately and efficiently. This ability is fundamental to the functioning of computers and has led 
to the widespread use in a variety of fields, including science, engineering, and medicine. Humans also have this ability, and it is critical to our daily lives. I like how it says our, like it's, it's writing from the perspective of a human, which I find fascinating. It's critical to our daily lives. The ability to remember, store, and retrieve information accurately is necessary for learning, decision-making, and problem-solving. The ability to communicate this information to others is critical for social interactions, collaboration, and progress. The second concept, the ability to represent information symbolically, is closely related to the first concept. It refers to the ability of computers to use symbols to represent data and information. This allows for the manipulation of complex information and the creation of complex algorithms. Humans also have this ability, and it's critical to our ability to communicate and think abstractly. The use of symbols allows us to convey complex ideas, concepts, and information in a concise and efficient manner. This ability is also necessary for learning and problem solving. In conclusion, the four key concepts that underlie the universality and feasibility of computation are the ability to communicate, remember, compute information, the ability to represent information symbolically. Um, these concepts are critical to the functioning of computers and are also fundamental to human thinking and problem solving. So back to this theme of facts, evidence-based facts versus opinion-based beliefs. My prompt to chat GPT. Human beings in 2020 should not be arguing that these religious that these religious texts are true. They are not, and it's well past time that they should be called out as such. Again, the ever-lingering question remains: how can human beings intellectually compete? with the exponential rise of artificial intelligence that will one day surpass Homo sapiens on the evolutionary scale. It is time to update. Human beings need to recognize the correlation between belief and education level. It is, not, is it not easier to trick a kindergartner than it is a lawyer? Stemming from the individual level, we must look at the collective identity in mass. Gustav Laban says of the psychology of masses, they are de-individualized, irrational, easily influenced. So I told ChatGPT to write a blog giving your thoughts on the above subject. Title, The Evolving Relationship between humans and artificial intelligence, a reflection on belief, education, and collective identity. In the modern era, humans are facing rapid advancements in technology, including the exponential rise of artificial intelligence. These advancements raise thought-provoking questions about how humans can intellectually compete with AI which may one day surpass Homo sapiens on the evolutionary scale. Furthermore, the relationship between belief, education, and collective identity plays a significant role in shaping human perspectives and responses to these changes. 
One notable aspect is the role of belief systems, including religious texts, in the context of evolving technology. While religious texts hold significant cultural and historical value for many individuals and communities, the question of their literal truth remains a matter of personal faith and interpretation. In the modern era, where scientific advancements and critical thinking are highly valued, there are ongoing debates about the accuracy and relevance of religious texts as scientific understanding and knowledge progress. It is crucial to approach these discussions with an open mind, recognizing that beliefs are deeply personal and can vary widely among individuals and communities. Another crucial factor is education, as it influences an individual's ability to critically evaluate information and adapt to changing technological landscapes. Higher levels of education are generally associated with improved critical thinking skills, information literacy, and a more nuanced understanding of the world. Education empowers individuals to question, analyze, and adapt their beliefs and perspectives based on evidence and reason. Encouraging education and critical thinking at all levels of society can help individuals better understand and navigate the complexities of the modern world, including advancements in AI. When considering collective identity, it is essential to acknowledge the psychology of masses. As described by Gustave Laban. Masses tend to be de-individualized, irrational, and easily influenced by external factors, including beliefs, emotions, and social dynamics. In the era of social media and information overload, collective identity can be shaped and influenced by various forces, sometimes resulting in echo chambers, misinformation, and polarization. Recognizing these dynamics and promoting critical thinking, open-mindedness, and empathy in collective discussions can contribute to a more informed and nuanced understanding of complex issues, including the relationship between humans and AI. As we reflect on these issues, it is vital to approach them with nuance, respect for diversity, and a recognition of the complexities of human nature. Humans have a remarkable ability to adapt, learn, and evolve. The relationship between humans and AI is still evolving, and it is important to embrace a growth mindset, open to updating our perspectives and approaches as new knowledge and technologies emerge. In conclusion, the evolving relationship between humans and AI raises significant questions about how humans can intellectually compete with advancing technologies. Factors such as belief systems, education, and collective identity play crucial roles in shaping human perspectives and responses. Emphasizing critical thinking 
education, and open-mindedness can empower individuals and societies to navigate the changing landscape of technology and contribute to a more informed and inclusive dialogue on these complex issues. It is important for humans to adapt, learn, and evolve while recognizing the unique capabilities and limitations of both humans and AI in the modern era. Um, and I love how consistent ChatGPT is in these answers and across different answers. Um, really emphasizing adaptability um, and humans needing to learn and the fact that it brings up growth mindset and how many times in this podcast I've talked about growth mindset over a fixed mindset. And that's what a lot of beliefs do. They create a fixed mindset of adhering to only one text that was written thousands of years ago and they feel shouldn't be changed, even though it's it has you know been edited thoroughly over the years. But um, these recent texts, rather recent, you know, relatively recent texts, um, holding to them and not wanting any edits whatsoever. You know, it's not like a a new one's coming out every year. You know, um, it's really holding on to these old ancient texts and you know if you want to do that on a personal level but when it's affecting decision making in mass and shaping perspective um and how other nations and how other people are perceived um is because of these beliefs in these texts you know, that is not a growth mindset. That is a fixed mindset. That is not cooperation. That is competition. And that is not learning with a growth mindset. That is not adapting um, to new information and new technologies as we see them today in the modern era. Now, um, I do have more for this episode, which is even like shortened um, in and of itself. But um, I've been really dealing with allergies and <sighs> struggling at this point to keep going. Um, and also wanting to get this episode out and also being a one-man band here of writing and recording and editing, publishing, uh, marketing. <laughs> uh, yeah. And, uh, being limited in the time that I have, it's a combination of it all. So, um, I feel like this was a major step, um, in this, in the, in this thesis, in this next step of the thesis, um, trying to get it all out there, but also in a way that is digestible, that is comprehensible for anyone who comes across it and who may be coming across this thesis for the first time. And there will be more text um, of, made available on bleast.com. My second draft of the thesis 
users with dissociative identity disorder is available for download for free at bleace.com, B-L-E-A-C-E.com. Um, it's free. I just appreciate anyone who uh, takes the time and is interested in reading it and just checking it out. Um, and this next part, uh, this next part, uh, the third draft humanoids with dissociative identity disorder will be made available there as well, uh, with full text and images. I'm using more AI mid journey, um, to flesh this idea out, you know, in multiple ways, you know, as ChatGPT says, we have to be, um, multidisciplinary <laughs> and collaborate and, uh, Learn as much as we can. Lifelong learning. Um, and that's what this is. That's what this is at the end of the day, and what this thesis is. And I've uh, been working on it now uh, for a decade, which is is wild <laughs> to think about. Uh, but it's constantly progressing, and it has taken leaps and bounds with chat gpt you know over twenty five thousand words in a week just wild um and there's so much more to get to there's so much more um i really hope you've enjoyed it so far let me know in the comments below what you think of this topic whether you agree with it or not let's let's have a discussion um that's what it's all about it's not about uh silencing anybody this is growth mindset. This is bring it all. Let's air it all out. Bring it all on the table. Let's talk about it. Let's address and face these hard truths and face them as objectively as we possibly can. Um, and that is what I aim to do. Um, and it's going to, you know, be, be harder um, in different places for different people. And again, like I've said, I've had to overcome my own obstacles and address them uh, and uh, be open to this um, growth mindset in my own way. We all have our own ways and have our own limitations and obstacles that we all have to overcome. Um, but if we can do that on an individual level and come together and do that collectively, um, that will be the for the betterment of the majority over the minority. So emotional intelligence, that is the big takeaway here. Growth mindset, emotional intelligence. That is how humans can evolve and continue to compete with the exponential rise of artificial intelligence. That is uh, only progressing. Um, and it's going to require humans to evolve and change and adapt. So the sooner, the quicker we're able to do that in mass, the better it will be not only in the immediate, but for future generations as well. Again, I appreciate you taking the time to listen to this. I will be continuing this. There's so much more to get into um, eternally, eternally excited, uh, for this topic and where it has led. Uh, I feel like we've 
only scratched the surface here, and this is already the longest episode of the Indefatigable Artist podcast that I have done, um, but only scratched the surface. <laughs> so uh, a lot more to get into and can't wait to do that. So till next time, peeps, take it easy. Thank you for listening. Be sure to like and comment. It's free to support. A like and a share goes a long way. Soft cover novels, audiobooks, and ebooks available at Bleast.com. Let's go further together, one step at a time. See you next week.